This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the team sports radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bill Coates, longtime sports director and senior account executive here at KTBB and 92.1 FM, the team sports radio and ATW media. We are here today, and for many of you who have followed this show for a number of years, the voice you have heard has always been our man, John Sims. God called our friend and colleague John Sims home on the morning of April 7th, just a week and a half or so ago. And uh, we mourn his passing, but we also wanted to do this show this morning to uh, celebrate uh, a life well lived by a guy who was just uh, an incredibly good guy to uh, be around on a daily basis. And uh, uh, who is now that we have lost him, we have found more and more uh, impact that he had in the community. And so we wanted to get together this morning and just talk about John and John's life and, uh, and what he meant to all of us. And so uh, indulge us for the next few minutes, if you will. Our panel this morning includes uh, the owner, president, general manager of KTBB and ATW Media, Paul Gleiser, uh, Jeff Rourke, who is uh, our, what's your official title again, my man? Uh, morning show host, production manager, and uh, I also sweep out the place. <laughs> and also sweep out the place. And senior account executive Lonnie Johnson, who uh, has known John for a long, long time, as do the rest of us. So we just wanted to uh, talk about John this morning and the impact that he had in the community. And that was uh, that was great. He had a 28 year run here. Uh, John passed away at the age of 70 after nearly half century in the radio business. His father, Gene Kelly, by the way, uh, was the voice of the Philadelphia Phillies once upon a time. So John grew up in the radio business. So I guess let's just start off and talk about John and uh, talk. start with you, Paul. You, you uh, signed his checks for 28 years. I mean, the guy was unique. <laughs> I called him a curmudgeon at times, but uh, he was truly a unique guy. Yeah, I tell you, the thing about John, uh, he was uh, very, very low drama. John showed up on time. You could count on him to do the work. Uh, He was a consummate professional. I mean, he was one of the things I admired about John as a newsman um, is the fact that listening to his reporting on the air, you had no idea how he votes. Now, there there are news people in this country making seven figures where you can't say that about them. And John, making a tiny fraction of that, was more professional than, than, than network names that you recognize. John was a consummate pro. And the, the two things have struck me in the, in the wake of, of John's extremely untimely passing. Number one, the, the diameter of his circle. I had no idea. You know, I've, I've, I've been working with him you know, for, for those 28 years, uh, 28 of them. And I had no idea the impact he had. The number of people from, from every point in the political spectrum, from every, from every social cohort, from all the way around, 360 degrees, people reaching out, expressing condolences about John. And the second thing I would say, this program, I'm going to take you behind the curtain a little bit. Programs like this, I'm just going to lay it out. FCC licensees air programs like this in order to meet an FCC-mandated requirement. For most broadcasters, shows like this, public affairs shows on television and radio on Sunday morning, are throwaway programming. It's programming that we do because we're required to do it by the terms and the rules of our licenses that we hold. And that's how this show started. John turned it into something entirely different. John, number one, took, took pride in it. And number two, he made it. He made this show in focus a true community resource. People counted on it. People 
people people were glad to be a part of being on the air and being guests on the show here. John turned this show into something actually important, mm -hmm. which is completely um, unusual in this kind of programming in most radio and television stations in the country. Those are the two things about John that have really struck me. And you know, Paul, I can jump in there and uh, and, and point to something. Uh, it, it's been about eight years and two months now uh, since this show was renamed from KTBB staff meeting to uh, in focus. And oddly enough, um, ironically maybe, uh, I was the first guest on the very first episode of the renamed In Focus show. I was working with the Boy Scouts at the time. We were promoting an event. And uh, this is before you worked here. Before I worked here. In fact, right. uh, the, in fact long before I worked here. Uh, this was in 2015. And uh, I reached out to John. I'd, I'd heard about the program. I, I listened to the program on Sunday mornings. And so I, uh, I reached out to him, and he invited me to come on the show. And that was the first time I met him. He walked me through the station, gave me the tour. I met uh, Melissa. Didn't meet you at that time. I, I met Melissa that day. But... Uh, uh, and I think I also, and yet you still came here to work. Like, <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, and John was just fantastic. I, I was blown away by the fact that he could just do this show in one take. I'd worked in radio before, but the fact that he could simply sit down and do the show in one take was amazing to me. But but also the questions he asked were very on point. Uh, you know that what he had to say, what he had to ask me about, the opportunity he gave me to present uh, the the cause that we were promoting at that particular time was was really unique, and I, I enjoyed talking to him. Lonnie, you were with him in the final hours of his life. And I know his death has had a profound impact on you, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it has. Uh, I think the, my biggest memories of John aren't the last minutes uh, with John. Uh, interestingly enough, we uh, Paul touched on it. John, uh, John was an odd fellow, and he was a throwback by a long shot. He was a throwback to a day when you were measured by the job you did, not by the salary you earned for doing that job. Mm. Always, always had his nose to the grindstone when he was in here. Uh, I got to know him on Saturday mornings. Um, I would come in. We did a show a long time ago on on. on this station and I would come in early like 7.30 and the stars of the show David Irwin and Ken Davis wouldn't be here yet and it would just be me and for those of us who know John so well he was so detail oriented and so structured in his life he might Definitely. be somewhere 30 minutes and 32 seconds ahead of time and uh, <laughs> there was absolute chaos in the mornings in the station when all of you were gone like 7.30 or 8 in the morning and John began to embrace that chaos and it was so unlike his personality and uh, it, it, I don't know Somewhere in my mid-40s, John taught me the word. I, I couldn't believe I didn't know it younger in life, but disproportionality. And I learned that word from John. Um, John was... Bill's over there flipping through. I'll Google now trying to figure that out. Don't ask me to spell it. To understand the word, all you had to do was look at the vigil that was held for John at the hospital. John touched so many people. Boys and Girls Club, March of Dimes. I can't think of one year when we all weren't battered for the March of Dimes contributions. He just took his community so seriously and, I, and Bill, you, you mentioned that it, it it's affected me. I, I would say that it has more than a lot of passing in the past. I don't know whether it was because he was a coworker, and I and I and I shared things with him, whether I was there uh, in his final time or what it was. But I it just made me nostalgic for a day when. We were we were a simpler breed, man. We 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 worked hard. We uh, Paul pointed out we didn't lead with our politics. We led with our skill set, mm -hmm. and I think that's John's largest legacy is his dedication. His his, uh, I mean, he lived as cleanly as you can live, mm -hmm. and uh, that, that's just 
very impressive in this day and age to me. Uh, the uh, uh, We held a memorial service for John on the uh, 13th of April. We didn't actually hold it. We attended a memorial service that was put together by a group called, I think, Tyler Together, which uh, John was very a part of. Nick McGrew, who's right. a local pastor here, yeah. uh, John was a part of that organization. John had very little family. He had, I believe, a nephew and a brother-in-law. His mm. parents, his siblings, they all passed away. Bethesda. Yeah, and so um, they put together. We, we didn't know what to do, really, right, Paul? We covered, well, we were working on that when this came together. We were we were we, we walking a knife edge between doing the right thing and sticking our nose in where it doesn't. Right, belong. we're not we're not family. We're not family, except we are. Yeah. And that was that was the the that was the dichotomy here. That was the problem. You know, we we're certainly we're the family in Texas for John because John's family lives in the Northeast. They're they're not they're not physically geographically close, and so we felt like we are as family and. So yeah, this thing got put together, and it's um, and, it, and it's fitting. And again, I'm going to point out the 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 breadth, the uh, diversity, the the cross section of people that attended mm-hmm. on Friday. From from every political point of view, from every socioeconomic stratum uh, to and and, and every uh, every political point of view, all showed up for John. It's an amazing thing that that John touched so many people, and all of them counted him as a friend. You know, this uh, on on Monday tomorrow, uh, Smith County is going to declare it John Sims Day. Really? Uh, I yes, did not know yes, that. John, tomorrow, here, here. Right. Smith County, by the commissioner's court, is going to pass a resolution declaring it John Sims Day. And our state representative, Matt Schaefer, is uh, is floating a resolution in the in the state house during the legislative session to declare it John Sims Day in the state of Texas. Hmm. So, I mean, the, and uh, th- that's astonishing because I can tell you, none of us is going to get a day named after us when we're gone. <laughs> I'm sure. Come on now. None of us. None of us going to have, have politicians chance. naming days after us when we're gone yeah. he uh, um, I, the last conversation I had with John was the Monday before he passed away or he had his accident on Tuesday uh, the Rangers opened the season with the Phillies mm-hmm. uh, in Arlington and we have tickets because we're an affiliate and so um, I told John I mean he's a big Phillies fan and mm-hmm. so, like I said earlier his dad was the voice of the Phillies a long time ago so he grew up that way I said hey John uh, the Phillies are in town you want some tickets oh thanks so much but I just don't have time and I'm thinking John you You've got no wife, no kids. You've got plenty of time. But now that, you know, after his passing, he did not. He did not. Yeah, that's, no. what, that's what was you, my thinking You could about. go out at 7 o'clock I didn't realize how busy he was. You, you could go out to Razoo's at 7 o'clock on a Thursday, and John's going to be sitting there with a table full of women laughing, eating, and talking about KTBB and the community. And, and this wasn't on the clock. Mm-hmm. This was stuff that he did because of his passion. And I, 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 I'm going to miss him. I, I really am. I, I think I realize how much more I miss him every day because, you know, there, there's no one like him. I mean, there's a there's a few coaches out there. I mean, we could, we could find another Bill Coates. I, yeah. let's, you know. let's don't. Right. Let's, not. let's not mount that search today. <laughs> okay. You know, you mentioned earlier, Lonnie, how, how John is uh, John. John was a, a throwback, you know, to a, an earlier time. You talked about skills versus paycheck and all that kind of thing. One thing I, on a lighter note, one thing that I always noticed about John was when he when he would talk about the few down moments he got, it was either reading a book 
you know, and as you as you mentioned once, he didn't read you know seventy five page fluffers. He read no. eight hundred page monstrous books. You know, the Bible of baseball, yeah. eight hundred pages. <laughs> exactly, the Bible of engine removal, and, the and, Bible, etc. But if you asked him about you know some current TV show that's airing on Netflix, he would say, "What's that?" He, he was a, a staunch watcher of the Munsters, the Andy Griffith Show, uh, Gunsmoke was one of his favorites. And oh, man, he, he watched all those shows as they reran. You know. Currently on, on uh, streaming services, and you know that that was that was the set of values that he embodied. You know, he he liked the old world, and he embodied that old world. You know, John was a creature of habit. I, I suppose the morning that uh, of his accident, he was doing pretty much what he had done just about every day. He was mm-hmm. walking. Uh, he, his accident happened at the corner of Front and Bonner and Tyler, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not sure. I don't suppose of all the details of that, but he was a creature of habit. One of the things that has always amused me about John. For those of you who don't know him, which you knew him on the air, but maybe you didn't know the guy, he showed up every day, every morning. His his shift began, what, 10 a.m.? Mm-hmm. 10 to 6, right, Paul? Jeff? Yes. So he'd get here about 9.30, mm-hmm. and every day, every day, he brought an igloo, a red-white igloo cooler to work. <laughs> well, which somewhat to, red and somewhat yeah, white. Which had to be maybe <laughs> the original. on the inside. I think he might have owned the original. <laughs> and those of you out there, you know what I'm talking about, those old red-white igloo coolers, okay? Yeah, the Playmate. Full of, yeah. yeah. And so maybe the first one ever sold <laughs> and the one he'd had for however many years since they started making them. And he would have a concoction of lunch in there mm-hmm. that was not always, <laughs> not always what I would pick myself. And I would look over his shoulder and I'd go, what, what you got today, John? Yeah. And uh, he would try to explain it to me. And sometimes it sounded good and sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it smelled good. And sometimes, sometimes it, it smelled good and sometimes Sometimes it didn't. You know, everybody, people all have their own quirks. And my wife and I come up here. I come up here on Sundays, you know, not every Sunday, but a fair amount of time. I might be here 10 minutes, might be an hour and a half. John was always here on Sunday, yeah. uh, Sunday afternoon. He was here prepping for the next day. Um, and uh, Off the clock. Off the clock. Off the clock. Hey, Bill. Hey, Diana. Mm-hmm. He, My wife's name is Diana. I've had people call her Diane and any number of things. John knew her, spoke to her always friendly and this has impacted her as well and she didn't work here and so you know just people that you know he touched over the years that I think Lonnie you said this as well we didn't know how active he was really until he passed away and we had to start really kind of digging into it is that a fair I don't think statement? we knew I don't think I knew how vast his reach was that that that's the to Paul's point I I, I absolutely knew how vital he was to the community uh, I realized how important he was but but to to actually witness how many people he affected, and you know, you say he's a creature of habit, and uh, Mister, I, I I always he had a greeting for me, and he would always say my name the same way, Lonnie, <laughs> when I would come in, and uh, loudly where you could hear it all yeah, over the absolutely. place. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, yeah. Mister mm-hmm. Glazer uh, gave uh, was kind enough to give me a gap year in 2015, <laughs> 2016 to figure some things out, and when I when I came back, uh, John greeted me with, with the warmest greeting you could ever imagine and it uh, although it always feels like home here I feel like your scab on the cut of KTBB um, John just absolutely engaged me with warmth and, and genuine happiness he just wasn't a guy 
<clears throat> there's so many people now that can fake enthusiasm. Um, uh, we used well, to have a well, new... well, most people fake enthusiasm. Truth be told, <laughs> we used to have a news director here who is my friend Roger Gray. Yeah, some things happened bad in in the in the community at one time. We were reporting on it, and I it kind of affected me. And Roger looked at me and he said, Lonnie. When you can learn to fake sincerity, it's all downhill from there. (laughs) And John never learned to fake sincerity. He was genuinely sincere. His care for the people, he knew them by name. It was... well, minimalistic me, and, and following on on that Lonnie the thing is what he cared about and it's what this program is about you know every community has real problems you get a group of humans together you're going to have problems uh-huh. there are people who are don't who today aren't going to get enough to eat uh-huh. and John cared about that he did absolutely. there are people today in this community who don't have a, a, a roof over their head under which to sleep tonight and John cared about that uh-huh. there are people today who who don't get along with other people simply because of the color of their skin and John cared about that there are people today who are are, are desperately want to be employed who can't find a job and John cared about that uh-huh. there are people today who's children are not getting a quality education in the schools for which they're paying taxes and john cared about that and john really genuinely wanted to do something to try to fix it yeah you know you and i've kidded about all that we've all had sometimes we joke and say you gotta have a screw loose to do this to begin with okay <laughs> that's not entirely untrue no it's a hundred percent true true. so uh is that a shot let's talk a little bit about doing radio news it's a kind of a unique thing we paint Mm -hmm. word pictures here we're not you know we don't use video to tell our stories on the air when we're live so we paint word pictures uh doing a radio newscast for five minutes or three minutes or one minute or whatever is Mm -hmm. is a skill that uh, uh is is learned and practiced over a long period of time how would you describe doing radio news which is what he did on the hour yeah. by the hour every day of his work in life. well i'm glad you went there because we, we would be remiss in in this special if we didn't talk about his skills uh as a broadcaster his impact on the community of course all derived from that and he was so very talented i don't think i've ever heard anybody who was as good at pacing uh for those of you who have not done radio before sometimes you get a a document you need to read or a, a piece of news copy you need to read on the air and you know one day it's it's 40 seconds long the next day it's 25 seconds long john could make those two pieces of of copy fit the same hole he was very good at that uh he also was exceptional and this is something that we've really come to to understand since he's been gone we didn't we, we didn't really understand how good he was at making sure all of the copy was current refreshed the latest information coming down the pike uh was was included on the air he was very very good at managing the copy he was great at writing the copy then he was exceptional at delivering that on the air and 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 doing it in a, in a voice that made you glad you were listening anything you want to add to that this radio station is if you want to liken it to uh, to the uh, what we used to call the newspaper this radio station has a news section and an editorial section the mm-hmm. editorial section has a point of view mm-hmm. the news section is not supposed to mm-hmm. the thing i really admired about john is there was no way i could tell by listening to him report the news where he was coming from Mm -hmm. on it john was very good at simply telling me what happened and allowing me to draw to derive my own conclusions about it 
John was he was very very good at it. And as I said at the at the top of the program, John didn't make seven figures here. Uh, none of us in this room making seven figures. But there are guys being paid. <laughs> Oats. <laughs> you know, you're close, Bill. But it's, the rest, it's the decimal the, point. That yeah, gets the, me. The, re- okay. the rest of the rest of us are getting by on less than seven figures. And the fact that John Sims in Tyler Longview, Texas, could do it, mm-hmm. and a guy in New York City in the in the, at the very pinnacle of the in the the, the the summit of the mountain of of broadcast news can't is mm-hmm. testimony to John and testimony to that guy who can't. It's mm-hmm. it's a commentary on both. Yeah, but he loved it here. Yeah, he, he loved did. it here. Yeah. He could have gone really anywhere. Sure, it, everything that you're saying about John is needed so badly right now. A hundred percent. It's never been needed more. Just somebody to come on and read the facts, have a nice day. Yeah. And that's what John was able to do. And, and now in an era where it's really not done. Yeah. Every, everyone, their opinion matters more to themselves. I know I know where Nora O'Donnell stands on the story she's reporting on. I know where Dave, David Muir stands on the story he's reporting on. I know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where John stood. I know that John just told me what the story was. Yeah. We have, um, uh, in the course since this all happened, uh, so many people who do what we do or that we are involved with, whether it's ad agencies or uh, people from local charities around town have reached out to us the week he passed away. Yeah probably between the emails and the phone calls and the text. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I mean, I don't know what you guys did, but a, a bunch of different people. First time I ever met John, or saw John, uh, he had worked at other radio stations in town before he came here uh, and had a long career, you know, even in East Texas. Uh, one of those guys that, I guess, adopted the state, you know, early on mm-hmm. and uh, never moved back to Pennsylvania. He's been a Texan for most of his adult life. I saw him at a Rotary Club as a speaker, a public events speaker years ago, first time I was ever around him. And uh, he was not working here at the time. So, you know, he just uh, he knew so many people. And uh, the man had one heck of a Rolodex because all of the local nonprofits here had a turn at this microphone at some point, right, Paul? Absolutely. I mean, they all yeah, came through absolutely. here and they all wanted to come here mm-hmm. because they knew they'd get a fair shake with John with an opportunity to talk about what they do because that's what this show is all about. By the way, Rolodex isn't a euphemism in this case. It's an actual <laughs> Rolodex <laughs> well, you with know, hard paper you, and You don't have to tell Bill that. Right. <laughs> that's right. Bill's the I mean, same way. Did he really have a Rolodex? He used sure. to know Rolodex? Sure, did sure. Really? Absolutely. Both of you. I uh, believe Both it. of you I did. Yeah. Or do. you Yeah, Luddite. Is it two D's in Luddite. Uh, in all seriousness, though, I just I I cannot be remiss in telling you that this is the first passing of someone that I've experienced as an adult that's really made me question things and the way I go about my business in the in, in the course of a day and and how I might emulate some of the things that we're talking about with John that separated him so much from your typical personality in the 21st century. Yeah. Our company is not uh, it, it's it's not big. We uh, how many we have 13 full-time employees. So we have we have, uh, we, right? we have total of 20 paychecks. Yeah, 20 paychecks. Full and part-time. But people, three are yours, Bill. So yeah, three are mine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, to lose one of us and we lost a colleague Paul Berry nearly 2 years ago. 19 uh, months to the day. Yeah. yeah. 19 months to the day we lost Paul Berry. So, you know, to lose one of us is a blow personally here to so many of us 
and so um, you know that's one reason we're doing this show today. The routine for the for this particular show on most days when he would do it, and typically is either done on a Monday or a Friday, mm-hmm. depending on when he could get somebody in here. And I use this particular room, production room two, quite a bit. So John and I were battling back and forth for production room time here. He would generally have his his interview scheduled at about nine fifteen in the morning, either on a Monday or a Friday. So I'm hustling to get my stuff done <laughs> so I can get out of John's way because he would have his people show up here about eight forty anywhere from eight forty five to nine o'clock and John would have everybody prepped and he'd go through this meticulous routine mm-hmm. before he came in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I got to meet more people who uh, work in and around the nonprofit world and or promoting events oh, yeah. than I ever would have had he not been around here. The man took great pains to do this show. So we're trying to figure out right now, Paul, how we want to continue well, this. Well, I'm, right? I'm gonna I'm, again I'm gonna take you behind the curtain and this is I'm, I'm probably out of school on this, but um, you know we have a news partnership with KETK Channel Fifty Six, and our vision is to make this program both a television and a radio show, so that uh, it's available in in both formats, in video and in and in audio. And we we're going to continue to call it in focus, and we're going to you know use the combined resources of KETK and here in order to continue John's legacy because this again it dawned on me somewhere fairly early in John's stewardship of this show that this wasn't just something that the station was doing in order to tick a, a regulatory compliance box exactly yeah John was actually trying to do in focus in order to make the community better he took enormous pride in this show he um, he took complete ownership of it he just com- completely owned it and it would be sad for us to just let it let it fritter away so we my commitment is that we will continue <clears throat> pardon me we will continue in focus as a as a resource uh, for the people in this community that are trying to make the area better we will continue in focus as a as a uh, an effort to connect people uh, in need with people who can help and so that's our that's our goal going forward and we hope to make a uh, come to an arrangement that works for both channel 56 and us so that we can do it both on television and radio. People who work in this business, uh, we it, it's a small group of people in the overall pantheon of the world. So just, I guess, how would you describe Paul, Jeff, Lonnie, those of us who do this and how we kind of get close to ve- to each other, even though sometimes we're competing against each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I have friends in the Dallas market that, you know, our buddy Hal and, uh, Paul and I know very well, Hal Jay from WBAP recently underwent a heart transplant. You kind of feel that. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of get close to these folks. Paul, I guess I'll let it yeah, start with you. Well, you know, as, as, as we are learning, as we're moving forward, as we wake up one morning and a, an incredibly key employee is no longer available to us, we learn just how few people can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can either do this or you can't. I've, I've learned. I can, you, Bill, you and I, all of us, Jeff, we can all tell, set somebody behind a microphone if they've never done it before, you can tell in the first 30 seconds whether they'll ever be able to. Mm-hmm. You know, you will. You'll be able to, you, you'll know, and it's trainable, but the talent, the, the base talent to do this is a rare thing. And I don't know, maybe it's a genetic defect that all of us have that we can do it. <laughs> I don't know. But you can either do it or, or not. And so, yeah, it's, it's a close-knit for fraternity because just it not everybody's cut out to be a broadcaster which is probably a credit to all the people who are not broadcasters <laughs> <laughs> that could be i will say i think that um, we at ktbb 
in probably all broadcast uh, stations, whether it's TV, radio, whatever, I, I can imagine that it's it's a it's a baseball clubhouse. You know, we 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 depend on each other. We sort of you know rib each other quite a bit, but when we step on uh, out on on the grass between the lines, we're all working toward a common goal. We depend on each other. We back each other up. You know, um, if if somebody goes short on something, we got to cover the time. If they go long, we've got to shrink what we're going to do. That kind of thing. But also uh, it, that that works with content. It works with air shifts. It works with just personalities. We it, it, again, kind of like a baseball clubhouse. You have different personalities, but you have a common goal, and that's kind of what we're moving toward. He did it here. I mean, I, I honestly, uh, all kidding aside, uh, the what I did here for years was a. a clown car of calamity on the air and, and the fact that that we're here to remember john and, and that's exactly what john's legacy was yeah that's exactly what john's legacy is you're seeing it in real time right now and it's just with a bigger expanse of humanity than what's in the room so we miss you we're uh, uh, kind of winding this down again our program is in focus uh this is a uh, weekly program that john sims uh, did for us for uh, nearly 30 years and uh, took it very very seriously his uh passing on the morning of uh, April 7th, 2023, has profoundly impacted this company. And we simply wanted to uh, uh, spend this time this morning talking about him. Beyond impacting this company, it has impacted this community. I mean, it, is, it has left a giant hole. And we we're going to we are going to miss John. We miss John at this very moment, but the community is going to miss John, and it is it is incumbent upon us to to honor his legacy and to remember just what a good and decent man he was. Definitely. Beyond all of his professional accomplishments, he was just a kind and gentle soul who cared about the people who were around him. He'll be missed by so many. Paul Gleiser, Jeff Rourke, Lonnie Johnson, I'm Bill Coates. Thank you very much for joining us. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.